Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. Today, I would like to talk about how do you purposefully learn from mistakes or failures? Tim, go first, kick us off. Thank you, Robin. So, okay, so um, for me, this is quite personal and I, I don't know whether I can speak for anybody else and, I, and we maybe we'll discuss that in a bit, but for me, uh, learning from mistakes is around searching the very inner sanctum of our decision-making process to work out what happened and why. So not sort of a case of, oh, well, it was so-and-so's fault or something like that, but actually going into what, what, what in my internal makeup created that mistake to happen? What is it I can think, how can I self-improve? And, how can, and, and you know, what decisions did I make that are driven by my internal systems that has made this come to this place? Mm -hmm. So there's, a, there's an internal piece around just, sit, just thinking through what it is for me as a person uh, that I did, what is the root cause of the mistake? And you, sometimes that can go back a while. So that feels like a personal reaction to me. I'd be interested to hear what the others think, uh, having started off in that way. Hmm. The further Sarah. <laughs> yeah, I was so excited when I saw the topic for today because the first thing that came to mind was what is even a mistake and who defines it? Uh, because what it can be like a misguided action or something that's wrong for you or me, who decides on what is wrong? Um, and then I immediately thought about being a athlete, right? Athletes, we learn on our mistakes. You lose a game. You don't just quit the game altogether. You're like, okay, I lost. What can I learn? And it's just this mentality that like Tim said, you always look inwards. Where can I improve? And then there's also this fine line between are you going down the rabbit hole or do you have the capacity to then move on and maybe later on revisit the past? It's like, what were some of the other lessons that I'm now able to see that I couldn't see earlier? Yeah. And, and the athletics, you know, talking about that, it's very good observation because I, I've learned a lot by both, both being a player as well as being a coach. I, I coached youth sports for 24 years. And one of the challenges is to help your players grow without, you know, overtly, you know, criticizing them. Because if you really come down on them, especially as a child, you know, they, they may just go into a shell and they may not, you know, ever blossom as a player. So, you know, the thing I've learned is just, you know, what, what have they done? How does it work in this situation? You know, how can we improve it in our practices? How can we improve it during the game? And one of the things I learned was, you know, I would just see something on the field that I thought was kind of strange or didn't work. And I would just pull the player out and just send in a sub real quick and then I would say to the player, okay, I want you to fix this. And then I would send them right back into the game. Mm. Um, I wouldn't stand here and yell at them. I'd never yelled at a player in 24 years, you know, because I thought it was counterproductive. Uh, and then being a player, you know, I, I never played organized basketball in high school or college or anything like that. I didn't pick it up till I was actually 30 years old. And I just learned <laughs> by playing. I was like, boy, that was dumb. I can't believe I did that or that was stupid, you know. And you just kind of just learn. And like you said, like Tim was saying, you kind of internalize. You think about well, what could I have done differently? I even went online and watched videos and said, well, maybe I should do this differently, you know. Um, but in business, it's a whole different ball game, I think, because, you know, sometimes a mistake can be very costly um to you or to your client so you have to you know really think long and hard about you know why did i do that what was the genesis behind that decision and what could i have done differently and then also you know work with a team of people who are kind of you know can be like a board of directors to you or be advisors to you or mentor to say you know this is what i'm dealing with how can i fix it and just kind of learn from it that way yeah I, well, hearing you talk to yourself if that was dumb or that was stupid makes me think about the fact that for me, I have to step away from the shame 
yeah. of having made a mistake. And I have to like get, I have to get over that internal voice calling me dumb or stupid before I can learn. And it makes me wonder, are you purposeful about learning? Like Rick, you said you go and look at videos. That's very purposeful about yeah. learning about your mistake. Or is it something that you just kind of hope by osmosis that you don't make the same mistake or find another way to make the same? I've done that. Same mistake, found a different route to it. How do you do that? The shame there, which I find quite interesting. And, I, and it made me think uh, on my journey, I'm, I'm, I don't have that. I used to. Hmm. I mean, yes, I have it, but I don't anymore. I make mistakes and I'll go, do you know what? I've made a mistake. Yeah. And I, I'm not I'm not overwhelmed by an, a, maybe an anxiety or a sense of shame at all. I'm like, I made a mistake. OK, what's the best way to deal with this? So I think that's quite an interesting reflection on my own journey there. But I also want to chuck into the mix prejudice and blame as well. As a mom, I always find it interesting when my girls are now just old enough to start grasping the concept and being more intentional about it. Sometimes they would still slack things off and do it half then and there's like, it was a mistake. So where's the fine line between, okay, you did something purposely, you can't just blame it, oh, it was a mistake now. <laughs> so it's a whole different layer, layer of a conversation right there. Yeah, and on the business side, it, it's important to be able to admit that you made the mistake. Um, because if you make a mistake, you know, and the client's like, well, why did you do that? You have to be able to take responsibility for it. And, you know, most people will be, you know, accepting of that, unless it's really something colossal, you know, but they'll be like, okay, yeah, let's go fix it. You know, as long as you can admit to you that you did it and then you go on and, and addressed it and, and corrected it, they're, they're fine. So that's an interesting guess, point. Is the why learning? If, if you can look at why did I make that mistake, is that learning? Providing the why that you conclude is realistic and true. Hmm. Because you might conclude that your why, if you're doing it internally, is some sort of twisted uh, sense of the reality, which makes you feel better. And I think that for me, that's where this whole learning from your mistakes story is really interesting, is when you when you investigate the why and when you remove the prejudice and you look at it openly, do you know, actually, I was lazy there or I was casual or I could have been better or, you know, it's like it's, it's untapping that vulnerable side, isn't it, to try and find out whether... Mm -hmm. Um, in that in that space that's for me where the real learning happens when you accept that you've made a mistake so of course some people don't do they some people say do you know what I haven't made a mistake it's not me um, so I think except they're usually politicians they're usually politicians right <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah so that, that challenge so you use the word prejudice there Tim you've said it a couple of times help me understand how like talk more about that what prejudice of making a mistake so, so our filters that are in the way that make you, so when you, when you say so you admit the mistake, you then go through a process of self-analysis or whatever you want to call it. And in that self-analysis, we all put our own, because it's all internal, we put prejudice, we must see it through filters, we have to. Mm. And, and what interests me greatly is what filters am I looking at this through? What am I, what am I saying I didn't do? Was I careless in my language there and actually managed to significantly upset somebody? Was I... You know, should I have been better in doing this? Could I have approached this in a different way? What learning did I not have that I can now have? And I think- You learn that on your own? What, that ability to do that? Yeah, because it sounds like, is that an internal reflection or is that something you get feedback on? How does that work? Uh, I, I would do it internally, but you could learn by, by externalizing it with an appropriate other person. Hmm, interesting. And Sarah, you said something too that I wanted to go back to and I can't remember now what it was. Oh, 
calling something a mistake when you just were careless or like your children using, oh, it was a mistake as an excuse. That's an easy way to not learn. And that's the conversations we're having around that. And then in the meantime, you know, the beautiful part of it, especially looking at them and uh, they have the awareness like, you know what, I made a mistake, but I'm going to make art out of this thing. Mm -hmm. Whether it's the art project, they just are now getting into the space of not freezing. Oh, shoot, I made a mistake. Something's going to go wrong. Okay, how can I turn this into art now? And there are so many different things that I pick up from them as a business owner, too. Because how often do we find ourselves teetering on the ledge of, oh, I need to be doing this thing, but I tried it before and it failed and I tried it again and it failed. And even though we are a different person, we have different knowledge, we have different experiences. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to mess it up again. I just don't want to try it versus I'll just make art out of it, whatever it comes out. And if it's another mistake, well, another stepping stone on my journey. That's the concept of the happy mistake, isn't it? You know, the artist painting slips with the brush and changes the picture to accommodate the slip of the brush. And, uh, you know, you, you might, if you go through life seeing it as a series of happy mistakes, Obviously, if you have an impact on somebody else with your mistake, then you need to deal with that. But otherwise, you know, actually, this is a, this is a learning. I failed and made a mistake, but, but growth follows. Yeah. And I think there's a piece in there isn't it, about focusing on that growth in amongst the lumpy bit where you work your way through it. Yeah. And you brought up a good point because that has uh, an impact even on corporations as well. Because if you make a mistake, one of the things you should always do in a crisis situation is admit the mistake. Um, it's the companies that don't admit the mistake that wind up, you know, with a lot of lawsuits and you know all kinds of other, you know, secondary issues that come as a result. And being well, able I have to, to cut us off problem. there. I'm sorry. That is our ten minutes. I hate it when it's mid conversation, but that is our <laughs> ten minutes. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me, and we'll do it again very soon.